0: Blog Talk Radio.
1: This is the National Premier Soccer League Show hosted by Daniel Feuerstein, the show dedicated to the NPSL club and the fans. Your host, Daniel Feuerstein. Good evening, NPSL soccer fans. Welcome back to the National Premier Soccer League Show on the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. Happy 2021, everybody, as we are going to have now a hopefully pandemic free. Without any interference of anything like that, we are going to have ourselves a hell of a season in talking about and discussing with the clubs and, of course, you, the great league that is the National Premier Soccer League. This is going to be exciting, a lot of fun, and it's a brand new year. We are going to move forward. Of course, I'm your host, Daniel Feuerstein, here on the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. As we get ready... Get ready to have some fun, a lot of excitement, a lot of uh, great moments as we talk about these uh, players, these people involving these clubs. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. Um, obviously, there's been some movement here and there, and you know, clubs moving to different parts of. Different conferences, of course, and um, new clubs coming in, old clubs coming out. We've had some of the newer clubs come in. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. And we're going to have a lot of fun tonight. Just to give you the lineup tonight of who is coming on, obviously. And that's always the best thing about this show. New people coming on, talking about their clubs. So, at 8.15 p.m. Eastern, um, 5.15 Pacific... Dr. Sean Jones, who's the founder and owner of the Arkansas Wolves, will be on at 8.15 p.m. Eastern, 5.15 p.m. Pacific. At 8.30 p.m. Eastern, uh, 5.30 p.m. Pacific, it will be technical director Dan Hoffay of uh, the Kingston Stockade, not too far from where I am in the uh, lower part of New York State and, of course, northern New Jersey. Um, at 8.45 p.m., we're going to have on Derek Davis, the general manager of the Metro Louisville FC, and he'll be talking to us, of course. Uh, they are also an expansion side. And then, of course, a former MLS player uh, who used to be on the Chicago Fire a long time ago, Hunter Jumper. He's going to try and make a comeback to play with the Georgia Storm. So once again, we'll have 8:15, uh, Dr. Sean Jones, Arkansas Wolves, 8:30, Dan Hoffa, technical director of the Kingston Stockade, Derek Davis, the general manager of the Metro Louisville FC. And then Hunter Jumper will be joining us at 9 o'clock as he's going to try to make a comeback uh, for the Georgia Storm. So this should be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I cannot wait to have a great show like this. But once again, let's talk about the clubs that's going to compete this year going from west to east. This should be a lot of fun as we now talk about some of these clubs coming in uh, who have been with the league and will make it exciting. Uh, Here is, in the West Region now, first the Golden Gate Conference. Academica SC, El Farolito FC Davis, Napa Valley 1839 FC. Get your corkscrews ready, kids. Uh, (laughs) Oakland Stompers. Sacramento Gold at a club that I once reported on a long time ago, Sonoma County Soul FC. When I was running at the time, it was USOpenCup.com. I wasn't running it. It was run, of course, by Josh Hakala uh, and uh, Chuck Nolan Jr. From the Northwest Conference, still in the West here, Crossfire Redmond. IPS FC, the International Portland Select, OSA Seattle FC, Portland PDX Football Club, the Spokane Shadow, and of course, Tacoma Stars. In the Southwest Conference in the Western uh, region, we have AS Los Angeles, ASC San Diego, FC Arizona High Desert Elite FC Las Vegas Legends FC and finally Temecula FC will be joining us here in the West. In the Midwest region, first the Great Lakes Conference, Carpathia FC, FC Columbus, FC Indiana, FC Milwaukee Torrent, Muskegon. Risers and of course the, Panathina- the Panath the I I had it down pat earlier I don't understand why I can't say it now Panathinaikos in Chicago will be part of the Great Lakes Conference in the North Conference Dakota Fusion FC Duluth FC Joy St. Louis Park LC Aris FC Med City FC Minneapolis City SC And, of course, Sioux Falls Thunder FC, they make their return into the NPSL. In the Rust Belt Conference, how about that? Cleveland SC, the Erie Commodores FC, FC Buffalo, Pittsburgh Hotspurs, Rochester Lancers, and Syracuse, New York. Syracuse FC. Now we go to the South Region in the Gulf Coast Conference. AFC Mobile, Florida Roots FC, Jacksonville Armada FC under 23s. Hope to see a regular Jacksonville Armada making a comeback um, somewhere in the professional levels of American soccer. We'll see what happens there. New Orleans Jesters, Pensacola FC, Port City FC, the Southern States FC and Tallahassee, SC. In the Heartland Conference, five clubs, of course. Arkansas Wolves, FC. Dallas City, FC. The Demise NPSL Club. Ozark, FC. And Tulsa Athletic. Lone Star Conference is Austin United, FC. The Coyotes, FC. The Denton Diablos, FC. Damon Gokner's side. FC Brownsville, Fort Worth Vaqueros, Irving FC, Katie 1895 FC, that's in Texas, uh, Laredo Heat, and the Midland Odessa Soccers, and in the Sunshine Conference, Boca Raton FC, Central Florida Panthers, Miami Dutch Lions, of course, Dayton Dutch Lions also owns that club as well, uh, Miami United FC, Naples United Storm FC, and that is the Sunshine Conference in the South region. And then finally in the East region, the Keystone Conference, Atlantic City, Electric City Shock, FC Monmouth in New Jersey, FC Motown. First State FC, based out of Delaware, the first state of the union of of our country. Hershey FC, tons of chocolate, folks, tons of chocolate. Torch FC, and now officially of course once again coming into the professional or at least the past the semi-professional rankings uh West Chester United SC now for some of you who are wondering why did I do a separation because being from New York City, New York State we have Westchester County that's not separated it's one whole word Westchester I know in Pennsylvania you'll probably do that, but for me, to make sure there's a separation to say, did you just mean Westchester County in New York? No, I meant Westchester in Pennsylvania. So that's why for me I'm going to do the abbrevi not so much an abbreviation but a little bit of a separation with the name. Being from New York State, New York, I don't want to make an error here for confusion whatsoever. If you're from Pennsylvania – you know you know that you say it the same way. That's fine. Being from New York myself, I just want to make sure there's a little bit of a separation to the name. So there's also the Mid-Atlantic Conference. We've got FC Baltimore Christos, FC Frederick, Northern Virginia United, Philadelphia Lone Star, and, of course, Virginia Beach City FC. The North Atlantic Conference now. Boston City FC. Greater Lowell Rough Diamonds, Hartford City FC, the Kingston Stockade FC, and Valero FC, and then finally the Southeast Conference, Appalachian FC, the Georgia Revolution, the Georgia Storm, La, uh, excuse me, LSA Atletico La, Lanier. Metro Louisville, FC. Of course, we'll get to that club later on tonight. and North Alabama SC. So those are your clubs right now getting ready to talk to me here on the NPSL Soccer show. It's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun, and I personally I cannot wait to have these clubs coming onto my show coming onto my show. And having some fun. So it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, you know, once again, being a part of the NPSL uh, is a fun time. Uh, like I've said uh, towards the end of last year's uh, first season, um, back in 2020. And once again, I hope everyone's been safe and uh, vigilant during this pandemic. I know it's been difficult. I'll admit I've had some difficult time myself. But, um, you know, we've got to remain strong. We've got to remain vigilant. We've got to make sure that we all do not have any problems, you know, with this pandemic. Just try and live your lives regularly and normally, and we'll get back to the swing of things as soon as possible. And this is the first show of 2021. Uh, Very excited. Very, very excited uh, to continue on here with the show. And, of course, continuing this wonderful partnership. Just one of those things where I'm very glad to be a part of this. I'm very, very glad to uh, take some fun and joy uh, with Everything that's been going on so far, uh, a great partnership with Mr. Gary Moody in the uh, front office with the league. It has just been uh, a wonderful, absolutely wonderful uh, to continue on to talk with these clubs in the amateur levels, of course. But they won't tell you they're amateur. No, they're telling you they're, they're up there and professional. They're ready to go. They're ready to head on over, and they're ready to show you what you're made of. And, you know, the best thing, of course, I would say is seeing uh, the clubs last year that were basically um, not allowed to be a part of the U.S. Open Cup, they're going to get their opportunity going into, uh, uh, how you call it, into this edition of the tournament. I know it's been tough not to have an Open Cup last year, but... You know, I, I think it was for the best at the time. Now don't get me wrong, it's not like I, I all of a sudden hate the open cup. I love the open cup. The open cup is fantastic. The open cup is just sensational. I will always support the open cup no matter what. But you know, the timing was just um the, the, the timing was just off. And, uh, you know, with this whole pandemic and we just couldn't get anything going, I know there were some that say, let's let's just have an open cup anyway, but it wouldn't be right. It wouldn't be fair to the teams in the NPSL and the other teams like in USL League 2 to go forward and, you know, not to have them perform, including having their seasons canceled. So, you know, now that we're going to be back in the swing of things for 2021, I cannot wait. I cannot get I cannot wait to get this thing started. And then, of course, once this season ends, towards we'll get there when we get there, obviously. But then we can see, of course, during this season, whoever makes the playoffs goes for a run, get into those proper spots, into the Open Cup for 2022. And my God, it'll be exciting to watch. So for those teams in NPSL that have qualified... Uh, you know, good luck to you guys. Uh, of course, once again, they're going to be going from 2020 to 2021, and we'll have a show for that as well on the MPSL Soccer Show. And then, of course, we will move forward uh, with this season. And the clubs, if when they make the playoffs, they get to a level where they are ready to be uh, chosen for 2022. Good luck to them, and good luck, of course, to the expansion teams. They're going to try their best to go out. And fight for a playoff spot and then make a playoff run. If, of course, the number one goal is to win the NPSL championship, but if they can get themselves into position down the road to get into the Open Cup for 2022, then by all means, go for it and let's see what's going to happen. So it's going to be exciting. I feel really good about this season. It's going to be a lot of fun. And personally, I cannot wait. I cannot wait to see what this season is going to be like. So uh, let's go for it. Let's have some fun. And let's make sure that all of us, all of us are going to have some fun here moving forward. So waiting for my first guest now, uh, as we are going to talk to Mr. Dr. Sean Jones, founder and owner of, of the Arkansas Wolves. They are starting for the first time this season in 2021. And so we cannot wait to talk to Mr. uh, Should I say to Dr. Jones uh, for him to come on uh, one, two, three, and uh, see what's going to happen. Arkansas Wolves, of course, um, brand new club getting ready to be a part of this as we uh, await uh, the good doctor to come on over and join us right now. Um, and it should be a lot of fun, and it should be exciting to see what will happen. But until he does show up, we um, hopefully we can um, have him uh, join in. If not, then you know what, let's go ahead to uh, right away. We've got some wonderful guests, of course, joining me tonight. So we'll just move it around a little bit here. So let's go ahead, upstate New York, of course, uh, upstate New York, uh, you know, not far from where I live, and of course, I'm originally from the Bronx. So, you know, we're going to talk to you right now uh, the technical director of the Kingston Stockade, Mr. Dan Hafe. Will now join us. Dan, are you there? And good evening, sir. Well, I have him on. I don't think he's coming on just yet. So probably he's just parked the bus, so to speak. So we'll have to uh, wait and see um, what's going on with him. And uh, hopefully he'll uh, join us again. Uh, Hang on one second. but we have him on now. There he is. So hang on one second. And I believe we have him on the line now, Dan. Dan? How you doing, Dan? Very well, Dan. Dan Hoffa, technical director of the Kingston Stockade, joining us right now. Dan, thank you very much for coming on tonight. Uh, of course, Kingston, uh, New York, not far from me at all. You know you're in the Hudson Valley. What's, uh, how's it going up there so far? Are you excited for a brand new year of NPSL Soccer?
2: Well, first of all, thank you so much for having me. Happy to be here. Um, we're looking forward to it. We're looking forward to a, uh, a fresh start after, you know, what was a very difficult 2020 for everyone looking to find a, uh, some normalcy and be back on the pitch as soon as possible.
1: No, absolutely. You know, obviously it's not the ideal situation uh, for, the course, the pandemic that hit us pretty hard all over the nation. And, of course, especially New York State, Hit the hardest uh, at first. Of course, everyone did their best to um, lower their percentages, and uh, so far, uh, I would say uh, doing a damn good job. New York State always likes to uh, take the lead on these sort of things. Of course, uh, no bias on my end, being from the the city and the state myself, so uh, it's great to know that everything's going forward.
2: Yeah, for sure. I mean, uh, protocols are in place still now. Obviously, we still have a lot of work to do on the pandemic side um, to get us into a position where you know, May we can be as safely prepared for you know a season as as possible. You know, as a league, as a conference. You know, at, as a you know as a state and a, a nation as well. Absolutely. So,
1: cannot wait for that to happen. And of course, moving forward. Uh, let me ask you this, of course. What's it like to work with an owner like Dennis Crowley? Uh, I've had him on my show a couple of times talking about the Stockade and the Open Cup. Uh, you know, the dedication I've seen from him uh, from a distance has been fantastic. Uh, to put a uh, the, an NPSL team in uh, upstate New York, of course, has been uh, wonderful to see. If I can ask you this, you know, you see him every single day, obviously, Game days and everything. In your mind, what is about Dennis that you love to work with every single day during the operations of the club?
2: I mean, a lot of things come to mind. The first thing that I think of is Dennis's energy. Dennis brings a a, a level of energy that's unmatched, especially on game day. Um, he's the most nervous person at the stadium every single game, but it's also, it, you know, it's a good nervous energy. He's excited. He's fired up. He's talking to every single person at the stadium, especially in home games. Um, So, you know, Dennis has been, uh, we, I like to say a great partner in all this, him and I, you're right. Talk to each other every single day, pretty much, um, you know, through the season, sometimes four or five, six times a day, driving each other crazy. Um, But, you know, he brings an, an energy and an enthusiasm to, what Stockade means to our community. And um, I think our community has really fed off of that energy, has really fed off of that love for Stockade, and um, bringing that joy uh, that we can bring on the field to the community. Um, And it starts with him, for sure.
1: No, it really does. And I have to say, you know, the level of uh, excitement that he has, uh, when I've talked to him in the past, you know, loves the club and, you know, just goes out and pours his entire heart and passion and soul into uh, watching his side, you know, going into it, whether it be regular season, playoffs, Open Cup. And I know he definitely wants to bring that title to Kingston, New York, as quickly as possible, that's for sure. You know, when you go and scout these players coming to the club, when you go and scout them, uh, I mean we all know you want some technical ability you you want to see what you know what will fit well with your head coach running the club but do you look not just in the Hudson Valley region do you also look at Putnam county um, Westchester county maybe even in the in the five boroughs of uh, New York City or do you even branch out of New York State to find either um, you know other other talent from the you know neighboring states in New Jersey, Pennsylvania, Vermont, or do you even go to Canada to find the players that you want to bring over to challenge all these clubs in the NPSL?
2: We definitely branch out as far as we can. We have a um, an extensive, amazing scouting team led actually by my brother Nick Cafe, and then our entire coaching staff, Coach Jamala Simmons, and you know the rest of the technical staff. Um, We really all dive in to look at every single – we start with the colleges in our area. We start with our – you know, looking for our non-college players in our community, and then we branch out. We actually have a um, a recruiting document of, you know, hundreds and hundreds of players from local colleges around our area, Um, you know, as far as, like you said, Connecticut, New Jersey, Massachusetts. I don't think we've gone quite as far as Canada yet, but we definitely – have um branched you know one of the the main obstacles right now is we don't have a solidified housing program at this moment, so it's tough to bring some guys from you know too far away right now it's still a commute. We have guys that you know are willing to stay with friends and play um, but you know housing is definitely an obstacle in the budget um so that's one thing that we're we're definitely working towards. <laughs> Um, But, you know, we'll recruit as far as we find players that, you know, fit our program, fit our playing style, fit the talent level that we're looking for. And really, you know, our main goal is to give Hudson Valley kids and, you know, even further, an opportunity to be seen on the next stage. You know, college kids, non-college kids right out of college, we have guys up until their early 30s and beyond that have played for us in the past. And uh, we just want to we want to give them all a showcase to be able to, you know, show their talent to Thoughts of Valley and beyond. So um, scouting is an extensive process for us. It takes a large portion of our offseason from, you know, obviously it was a lot different in 2020. But, you know, the fall of 2020 is, spelt, is spent hours and hours and hours watching game film, going to our local colleges. We have a great relationship with uh, Marist College in Siena and the University of Albany and the head coaches and even you know a lot of those smaller schools around us we have a lot of great relationships with coaches there players and uh, we uh, we spend a lot of time on recruitment and uh, player identification in the off season.
1: no that's fantastic to hear so do you go to like SUNY Albany I mean how far is SUNY Albany, I would say, uh, by you. And what are the other colleges that are nearby for the club?
2: So, yeah, SUNY Albany is definitely a big one for us. That's uh, that's one of the, the biggest schools definitely in our area. SUNY Albany is about um, 45, 50 minutes from Kingston, um, a, about an hour, an hour and 15 minutes from the center of the Hudson Valley, um, the Poughkeepsie area, which is, you know, what I consider the – the center hub of stockade coach Trevor Gorman at U Albany is a big, big supporter of us. We uh, he has always been willing to work with us to try and bring players. We have a lot of players that have come through Um, one of our all time leading goal scorers, Pedro Spindola comes from there. Alfonso Pinheiro, a former um, MLS draft pick uh, came through uh, to us from there. Um, Maris college head coach, Matt Vigiano is right by neighbor in Poughkeepsie. He's nice and close to us. We work with him consistently. He's, uh, you know, shout out to Matt Vigiano. He's probably one of our biggest supporters through all of this. He's been, um, uh, an amazing advocate for our program, helped us. Well, he will call us out when we need to be called out and, uh, give us feedback on things to help make <laughs> us a better program. Um, I love it. And, uh, Sienna is the other big Division One program that's in our area. Brand new mm-hmm. um, head coach up there that we're starting to, to form a relationship with. A lot of the MAC schools, Univers- Iona, Quinnipiac. Um, there's a lot of Division One schools that are in our, you know, general area, Westchester, into Connecticut, into New Jersey. That we um, that we monitor their programs very closely um, because you know those Division One programs and Division Two, II, Division Three, the SUNYAC, all these schools run great programs that it makes it a seamless transition to bring a player in. You know, they're going to be at a high level. You know, they're going to be fit and ready to train. um, And it's, it's usually a perfect fit, but we love to communicate with those coaches, um, get their feedback on Mm -hmm. players and uh, really bring them in to, to be part of our program. Really?
1: No, that's fantastic. Let me guess what the number of phones you got in your office, the red phones for Dennis the yellow phone is for your contacts with all these universities and colleges. And then the white phone or the, or the green phone is just to get pizza.
2: Well, let's just say that every phone is for Dennis. It doesn't matter what phone it is, Dennis brings it. <laughs> so Dennis is, Dennis is on the line on every phone, so <laughs> no matter the no matter the color of the phone, he's calling it. So But yeah, we have you know, he's we have tricky. a great support staff. That uh, that manages a a whole lot of communication with coaches and pizzerias too. Do you think?
1: Uh,
2: absolutely.
1: Do you think Dennis
2: is listening right now? I I don't know. He told me before. I I would bet you he is. Um, he told me before that he was gonna. He wanted to call in and heckle me. So there's a, there's a possibility for sure. And if he's not listening now, he'll definitely catch it on replay. Dennis, if this is you, go for it.
3: <laughs>
1: no? <laughs> <laughs> no?
2: No. Such I I'm sure. I, I got an, eight four, I got an eight four four five
1: answer. area code. Okay. Alright, 'cause I got I got another phone line here that says eight it's eight four five uh area code. I thought that might have been him sneaking in. Okay, I guess not, so uh <laughs> I tried. I tried. But anyway, no, seriously, I had no idea. But um, I, I have to say, though, um, I, I really have to say this, Dan. It, it really sounds like you've got every corner of the area, you know, well marked for the club. Very, very happy to hear this. I, like I said, I, I know how Dennis uh, loves the club. I know how much you guys do your best to find the proper talent to bring into the club and give them an opportunity and off they go um when is the first match for Kingston in 2021 and who's your opponent will it be at home or on the road
2: you know we don't have that um any scheduling or anything set up yet that's uh that's usually a uh, an early February, late February thing for the um, for the North Atlantic Conference. When everybody gets together, we usually meet up in, in New York City. Dennis usually hosts, and uh, we get everybody together to start uh, the scheduling process. But, you know, hopefully, God willing, and uh, everything going right, we'll be, you know, back on the field in early May with, uh, you know, Homer away. I don't know, but can't wait to to hopefully get that set up and, and ready to go soon.
1: Absolutely. Dan, listen, thank you again for your time. I really appreciate it. Good luck to you in 2021, and it's going to be very exciting, and uh, like I said, just remain safe, strong, and vigilant. I know we're going to get through this entire situation, and uh, you know we'll get back to our regular normal as soon as possible. Have a good night. Thank you again, and hopefully I can make the trip up to Hudson Valley, and we can have some fun. So you have a good night. Thank
2: you. Out. I was just going to say that. we got to get you up to Kingston for a match at some point. So I appreciate you having me on.
1: No problem. Thank you for coming on. Have a good night. You too. Thank you. Dan Hoffa, technical director of the Kingston Stockade. And, uh, you know, fun things are going on in Kingston, New York. But it's definitely a lot of fun now in the NPSL with their season, hopefully getting ready to go. And we'll have some fun here. Now, joining me... Coming all the way from Louisville, Kentucky, of course, he is the general manager of the brand new Metro Louisville Club expansion side, ready to move forward. It is Mr. Derek Davis joining me right now to talk about the club. Derek, good evening. How are you, and how is everyone doing in Louisville?
4: I'm I'm doing good, Dan. Can you hear me okay? I hear you loud and clear. You're doing great. Excellent, excellent. Everybody's doing well down here in Louisville. I just had uh, what would have been considered a double negative bout with COVID because I never tested positive, but it sure did feel like I had COVID.
1: Well, I'm, I'm glad you're able to get through it. You know, this this whole thing's been very, very tricky, and it's been very, very uh, difficult to stay away. So far, I can say I've been safe and sound with it. I haven't had an issue. I've done my best to... Uh, Stay strong and vigilant. So uh, hopefully you don't get the hat trick. So let's see what happens there. Um, if I can ask you this, uh, what Louisville City has done in the area for professional soccer, I mean, they've really looked like they've elevated the sport. We all know about you know college sports, University of Louisville, we know about them. Uh, professional minor league baseball with the Louisville bats course, triple a affiliate of the Cincinnati reds right there in downtown Louisville. What prompted this club to say, we want a piece of the action that Louisville city has done that we can do for ourselves as well as being with the NPSL.
4: I feel like we had a genuine opportunity to bring some guys in that didn't necessarily get the exposure That the the current players that Louisville City has and from their youth academy. Uh, We're made up of local guys that have passion, that want to play ball. Uh, They they show up day in and day out. Uh, We jumped in because we felt like we could give these guys a lot of exposure, which I feel like we've done really good with. Um, we've scrimmaged, uh, some, some really good teams that are outside of our league. Obviously, I'm sure some people have heard about those games. Um, but we really wanted to jump in and, and do things the way that, that, that we felt, uh, were necessary to kind of push ourselves along. Uh, we are made up, our entire team, the ownership group and the players, this is a by players, four players unit. Uh, All of the guys have a certain investment, uh, the exception being the actual ownership and myself. Uh, We're obviously in a little bit deeper than the players. Uh, I would hope that that's the case for any team. But um, we're trying to do something organic. Uh, We're trying to do something original. And we we feel like we've had a lot of success so far.
1: And that's great to hear. And that's wonderful to hear because you're giving more players an opportunity to play at least – uh, a solid 90 minutes that's just not a wreck game. You give them an opportunity to play against players that want to make the move to the professional ranks or they're just players that want to play at home and, and you know, just want to be professional in front of their family and friends. I mean, why not? Go for it. And uh, it, it's a situation, once again, where, where I agree with you. You know, you want a piece of the action, and why not? And you know what? You want to be in another uh, level of American soccer, then why not the MPSL period?
4: Absolutely. I've, I've been around amateur soccer here in town for at least the last 15 years. Um, I, I've I've personally stuck my neck out for it at every opportunity possible. Uh, I've had some really good guys come up behind me, and they wanted to get involved as well. Uh, we just kind of kept rolling with it. Um, we're we're all a bunch of nine to five guys. Uh, we we all have jobs here in town, and uh, we kind of we moonlight as a soccer a soccer ownership group. And, uh, our players have their own little families and they all work, you know, full-time jobs and, uh, we're, we're trying to make this work. I mean, it's, uh, I, I feel like it's a true grassroots kind of movement that we've got going on.
1: No, absolutely. Um, now the ownership group, you know, what do you guys normally do? What do you do, um, you know, on your regular days, uh, outside of owning this club? And what brought about creating your own club to have your own footprint in Louisville, especially Louisville soccer?
4: Well, I, I myself am a territory manager for Canon Solutions America. I run around. I am a glorified service technician. I run around and I fix printers uh, within a hundred to two hundred miles of Louisville. So I'm I'm in the car quite a bit. I drive almost all day. Um that's me. I've got Joel uh, Joel Rodriguez. Uh, he owns and operates a, uh, a selection of restaurants here in town, and he supplements all of the, I guess you could say, team activities with uh, his overhead and whatnot. Uh, and we've got Edis Merzich, which owns his own construction company. And uh, honestly, we all kind of convene on the phone every night or every other night and talk about uh, you know, current goings on, the things that we need to do to make
3: adjustments,
4: uh, players, uh, just any, anything that we need to talk about, we kind of cover. Uh, we've we've been you know trying our best not to get together in person because of COVID, uh, which can be challenging. And uh, we're a lively bunch. We we have a lot of fun. So it's um, but that, that's our tiny little ownership group. We don't uh, we don't have millionaires backing us. Um, <laughs> We're, we're doing this as we see fit, and um, we try to stay comfortable, I guess is the best way to put it.
1: No, absolutely. Um, let me ask you this. Now, obviously, watching Lynn Family Stadium being built was an absolute joy for everyone in Louisville, especially for me. Not because I'm from Louisville. It's not because you know um, I have a stake in it. It, it for me, is watching the game grow in this country. Just adding another soccer-specific stadium in this country means you don't have to pay rent to a minor league baseball stadium. You don't have to use a professional NFL stadium or a, uh, a college football stadium or any stadium that's not meant for the game. I mean, like I've always said to many, many people, and this is the first time you're probably listening to me, I don't care how much the capacity is in that stadium as long as it's meant for soccer – the game will grow, and then the stadium will grow when you get bigger and better. Um, was that also a factor to create Metro Louisville?
4: I don't think that it was so much a factor. Um, this, one, The way that this team came together, um, I, I was sitting on my couch one night, and I got a phone call from my friend Edis. And he said, uh, "Hey, we've uh, we've entered the NPSL." And I w- I said, "What do you mean you entered the NPSL?" And he goes, "Well, we've we've went ahead and we've paid our franchise fees, and uh, we're going to go ahead and start this thing up." And uh, I said, "Who is we?" And he said, "It's me and Joel and a couple of other interested parties." And, uh, and he said, "We'd like to know how to do it." <laughs> and and I jumped in, and I'm like, well, "What are you asking me?" And he said, "Well, we want you to come in and 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 show us how to show us how to do this." Um, I had a very, I, I guess I have a very good working relationship with Louisville City FC. I spent a lot of time. Uh, I, I actually played the drums down in the front of their crowd at all the games. Uh, I spent a lot of time uh, kind of going back and forth with ownership. Um, so it. it so much as it's, it's not so much as a piece of the pie. It's more of a, you know, we think we can do our own thing and we feel like we can expose local players, you know, even beyond what Louisville city FC's already done. And they, they have that massive training facility also that they built, uh, kind of close to Mockingbird Valley where we're playing our indoor season right now.
1: That's fantastic.
4: Um,
1: Is there somewhere down the line, where one day, not saying tomorrow, not saying next year, maybe not even in the next two years, but somewhere down the line, would it be possible for Metro Louisville to build their own stadium? Is that in the works in the far, in the distant future for this club?
4: We have aspirations and we have talked in length. And I I have talked to a lot of, uh, I guess, corporate interests, in Louisville is the best way to kind of say that. Um, we do have aspirations uh, to build our own uh, – we, we at least want our own small-sided facility um, with a full-size soccer field, a couple of mini fields. Uh, we're hoping that enough investors pop in to where we could build something up like that. Currently, what we want to do is we want to do what I call the high school tour. Um, And and JCPS is the Jefferson County Public Schools here in Louisville, Kentucky. So the theory is we go in and we play at all the local high schools. And I'm not talking about a cluster in a certain part of town. I'm talking about traveling to different high schools all over town and playing their, um, you know, one-nighters. We're not talking about having a specific stadium, uh, year-round, um, at least until we have our own pitch and whatnot. We would like to go to high schools that could use the crowd support in their stadiums, that could use the money for their athletics programs, that could, you know, get exposure to kids that want to play the game. There's some kids out there that might come to our games, and they're like, hey, this is cool. These guys came to our soccer stadium or our football stadium, wherever it is. And they play ball here. And, you know, we'd like to get involved in that. And that's kind of our way of branching out.
1: That's fantastic to hear. Um, just a few more uh, minutes. Of course, right now, Derek Davis, general manager of Metro Louisville FC. Um, you know, the Ohio Louisville area, of course, you're not far from Cincinnati, obviously, by car. Um, if I can just say this. When you're looking for players... Are you going to be looking for players not just within the Louisville, Kentucky area, maybe a little bit more within the state, but will you be looking for players from Ohio? We know the internal rivalry of Cincy and Louisville. We are well aware of it, even in college sports uh, with Louisville. And of course uh, there's also uh, Cincinnati involved in this. We know there's always going to be a rivalry between Kentucky and Louisville. Um, Are you going to grab as many players as you can to create this team, to show a brand of soccer that maybe might be, dare I say it, a little bit better than Louisville City?
4: You know, it's funny you say that. Um, As far as recruiting, um, most of our guys are local. Uh, We have guys that play for us that have Louisville ties. Um, it, it's funny, this city, and, and I know there's probably a lot of cities just like ours. I'm not tooting Louisville's horn or anything, but it it seems like most of the people that have played here in Louisville, uh, they travel out, they branch out, you know, they go to other cities, they play for other clubs. Uh, it, it seems like they always end up back here. And we've done a good job at, at bringing guys back in, uh, that had ties to Louisville, not necessarily born here, uh, but they have come back, um, we do plan on scouting throughout Indiana. Um, Ohio is not a problem um, as much as i could uh I could sit here and ride on Cincinnati for a few minutes i won't um, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, we're willing to branch out and uh and pull guys in from anywhere and, you know and and it's, you know we we love the the small time guys we we love guys that are that are passionate and and want to play ball and uh we will continue to 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 pull in anybody that we feel is a good fit for us. We we play a very uh up tempo kind of handsome version of soccer and we we will always pride ourselves on that and we'll just we'll just keep pushing forward as long as we need to.
1: No, that's great. That's absolutely wonderful. You'll be able to get the players you need and everything else that's going forward. Um and who is your head coach uh that's going to lead this club into its first season uh, in the NPSL?
4: Our head coach is Mr. Eric Flores. Uh he has a little bit of high school coaching experience here in Louisville, but the most interesting thing about Eric is he is a former MMA fighter and he can uh he can boss some people around.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Not too hard. No, I'm just kidding. Uh anyway. <laughs> uh that sounds great and it sounds like you're going to have yourself a great first year. Uh, in the NPSL uh, I cannot wait to see what's going to happen And uh, you know There's always that open cup That everyone's going to be fighting for To get that spot into the opening round So, And of course that'll be for 2022 But um, Derek Thank you very much for your time I truly appreciate it I hope you have a good evening Good luck in your opening year And uh, let's go get it And I'll talk to you again soon
4: Absolutely Dan Thanks for having me on man
1: Thank you for coming on Have a good night Yes, sir. All right, that's Mr. Derek Davis, general manager of the Metro Louisville FC. Uh, they're getting ready to go in expansion here, and it's going to be exciting. It's going to be a lot of fun. I personally cannot wait. Um, still trying to get on, Doctor uh, Sean Jones. Excuse me, Doctor Sean Jones, founder and owner of Arkansas Wolves FC, and hopefully. Uh, Unless something happened, I don't know what type of doctor he is, whether it's literally or um, you know medically. Uh, hopefully everything is well, and uh, we can get him on, and we can talk about um, everything that's going on uh, with Arkansas Wolves, and it should be exciting, and it should be a lot of fun. But until then, um, some news has just come my way from Tulsa Athletic uh, from Twitter. And um, I just want to get to I just lost it, but let me go back and get it here because I want to uh, give them um, some uh, uh, props here, obviously. Um, and it looks like it's been a very rough time right now uh, for, the, for the Tulsa athletic uh, family. Uh, this is from their official Twitter account. Uh, we lost one of our own tonight. Is with a heavy heart that we have to say goodbye to Levi Coleman's father, Dwight Coleman Sr., uh, who is a club legend in his own right. Our thoughts, prayers, and all our love goes out to Levi and his family as they cope with their massive loss. So uh, to Levi Coleman here on the MPSL Soccer Show as well as here on the Forestines Fire American Soccer Show, Um, Condolences to you and your family For the loss of your father Very, very sad to hear that Uh, We hope you and your family uh, Will be able to um, Get through this difficult period In your life Um, You know, it's very, very hard to lose a parent Especially Your father Who has been um, Who has been with you all your life Until that day comes Um, I I can relate To uh, Levi Coleman Um, Last year, August 1st I lost my father due to um, Parkinson's It was a Very, very emotional Time for me It was a very, very hard time for me To go through Um, It has been a year and a half Since my father passed And honestly um, There's not a day That goes by that I don't think about him Um And just not to throw my situation out there, but it's been difficult and hard um, when you lose your father or or at least a parent who has been with you every step of the way. uh, When you need advice from him, that he's there for you, and just to see him suffering like he did um, was really, really tough… I don't know uh, what the problems were, of course, with uh, Levi's father, but he's no longer in pain, thankfully, and uh, he has moved on uh, from this earth. But once again, uh, it's been very, very hard and very, very difficult when you lose your father. Even if you do lose your mother, it's the same thing. It's very hard when you're trying to get through all of this. So all I can say is, is that for Levi, uh, Coleman, I'm sorry for the loss of your father. And hopefully, um, this is going to be a, uh, a better, hopefully things will get better, you know, as time heals all wounds. So, um, it's very tough, very, very disheartening. And, but once again, I hope, uh, he'll be okay. And, um, We'll just have to, you know, you're just going to have to move forward and try and move on. Um, Yeah, it's been, for me, myself personally, because I've now, I've gone through this. There are those days where you just miss your dad not being there for you. And I always, not saying he would always be, you know, indestructible, which we all would like to think that our fathers are indestructible that they'll be there for a long, long time. But the way that he passed was very, very difficult and very, very hard, not just for me, but for my mother. So I guess sharing that situation, um, it's just been very difficult. But once again, what can you do when you're moving forward? And you are trying to um, trying to get through uh, a painful moment like that. But once again to Levi Coleman and to his family here at the MPSL Soccer Show and the uh, Forestines Fire American Soccer Show. We are sending thoughts, prayers and condolences to the family, and hopefully you can get through this uh, difficult time. But once again, um, as we talk about, of course, these clubs moving forward, um, Kingston Stockade, located once again in North Atlantic Conference, taking on teams like Hartford City FC, Greater Lowell, uh, Rough Diamonds, Boston City FC, and Valero, excuse me, Vallejo FC, there's no R, Vallejo FC, it's very, very hard uh, conference, and the hope is you can get through uh, these teams and see what they're about, see what they're a part of. Now you have the Southeast Conference, and you know, at least you would say three to, I would say maybe four expansion clubs, including Metro Louisville FC. Of course, once again, you got uh, North Alabama SC involved, LSA Atlético uh, Lanier. Uh, And then you have the Georgia Revolution, and, of course, you're going to take on these big teams. And once again, Appalachian FC is an expansion team. The Georgia Storm is an expansion team. And once again, we all know about Metro Louisville. They are an expansion team. So it's going to be very, very hard, very, very difficult to see what's going to happen with them, with those clubs in that division or in those conferences, I should say, in those regions. It's going to be hard. Every single opponent is going to be hard when you take them on. Every single opponent is going to be difficult. There is no give, no take when you are performing in the National Premier Soccer League. Everyone's fighting for the three points. Everyone's fighting for a playoff spot. Everybody is fighting, fighting for an inch of grass. This is going to be hard. This is going to be difficult. But as long as you have a good game plan, a good coaching staff, a good supporting staff, a good uh, scouting staff, general manager, as well as uh, an owner that says to you, we're going to drive, we're going to let them have it, and we're going to go forward, and we're going to definitely do our bit. This is what we have to um, look forward to, and hopefully – It will be right there, right on their doorstep, moving on, moving forward, and it should be exciting, and it should be a lot of fun, and I personally cannot wait to see what's going to happen. This is going to be very interesting. Absolutely very, very interesting. But until then, we'll have to wait and see. Um, And once again, we are waiting for – Mr. Uh, excuse me, Doctor Sean Jones, founder and owner of Arkansas Wolves. And once again, if he's not able, uh, if he's not able to join us tonight, uh, hopefully we'll have him on at another time. to Talk about Arkansas Wolves. Like I said, hopefully nothing has uh, gone wrong. Uh, whether it be uh, you know a family emergency, uh, you know, you know, is he a literal doctor? Is he a medical doctor? That I do not know uh if he is a medical doctor then hopefully um nothing serious has happened uh maybe had to go and tend to a patient we'll have to wait and see uh but hopefully um something uh you know has come up and uh, we'll find out what that thing is uh when we get to it so we'll just have to wait and see but until then until then we're just going to have to wait uh for him to sh- to show up to join us And uh, we will go out, find a way to have some fun. We will find a way to enjoy ourselves and, uh, you know, talk about his club coming into the NPSL. It's going to be a lot of fun. And, of course, cannot wait. For uh, another round of ENPSL. ENPSL Cup, I believe, will be available as well. You know, you got to say, once again, I know I've talked about this all last season, but, you know, when you think about these professional video game uh, tournaments, I didn't think there was anything of it. I thought, you know, this is a joke. It's, it's not real. Look, I can play video games too. You know, I, maybe I should get paid for it. But I see how hard they work. And, and, you know, you talk to these people that do the job to go out and play these games together. Junior Baldivis, of course, uh, helps out La, uh, Las Vegas Legends all the way out there um, in the middle of Sin City. And I have to say, watching some films, or it's on YouTube or they do something through um, MLS on YouTube or on television, like what ESPN is allowed to do and Fox Sports is doing, the truth is, is that these guys are no joke. No joke. They do the job efficiently, and they do the job strong. I mean, a lot of probably thumb exercise, a lot of strategy, game planning going on, just like you do with a normal situation. It's exciting to see. It's exciting to uh, discuss. And once again, it's a situation where you just have to say this is going to be uh, pretty good. So. so we'll have to wait and see. But uh, once again, we don't know. So we got some confirmation and we let M- M- Dr. Sean Jones will be joining us uh after of course my next guest will be joining us in a minute or two so it should be uh a fun time to uh talk to them and have some fun and you know we will uh have some fun talking to these people in a minute or two we'll have Hunter Jumper on uh former MLS player for the Chicago Fire and then of course then we'll have Dr. Sean Jones uh, joining in, and it should be a lot of fun, and it's going to be uh, uh, excellent. It's going to be excellent, and uh, cannot wait to discuss. Cannot wait for that. So once again, we're just going to, you know, get ready for uh, the next interview, and of course, I hope everyone's ready to go for this 2021 season of the MPSL. So it should be um, a lot of fun. Should be exciting. Should uh, be ready to go. And once again, once the schedules are out, we're all going to have some fun. We're all going to have some fun. It's going to be exciting. So my next guest right now, uh, joining us here on the MPSL Soccer Show, this is the first show of 2021, uh, is a former player from uh, Major League Soccer who looks like he's ready to make uh, a comeback uh, back into the sport. Of course, he used to be with the Chicago Fire, and this is Mr. Hunter jumper joining us tonight hunter good evening and how are you uh good evening i uh congratulations
3: on the first show of the new season
1: well thank you very much it's going to be a lot of fun and it will be even a lot better because you're on now so we're gonna dive into uh what's going on with you here sir so it should be a lot of fun um Obviously, you were. I'm assuming you were either you were drafted by the Chicago Fire a long, long time ago. And of course, we'll get your stats up in just a moment here. Um, being an MLS for uh, the amount of years uh, you were with uh,
3: with the league, what was that experience like for you? Uh, I mean, <laughs> it was uh, it was really really interesting. Uh, I would say I had some phenomenal teammates and uh and made some uh lifelong friends for sure uh say, you know that you got to think uh back when i uh was drafted i think there's 14 teams in the league and so uh just to see how much the league has uh grown and expanded uh, you gotta uh, tip your hat to uh i think it's garber that's still the commissioner um you know, there, mm-hmm. there's been some uh, incredible growth in the league. So, uh, yeah, I I haven't truly watched the product uh, as much uh, recently. I, <laughs> I'm more of a uh, EPL, La Liga type guy, but uh, um, more than anything, it, yeah, it's very impressive uh, to see the growth from just a business perspective. Um, and uh, also, too, uh, it's it's cool to see uh, some of my old friends still, uh, still out there dominant
1: Yeah, I mean, we all know um, there's been some different uh, times with Chicago. Obviously, they're no longer at Bridgeview, Illinois, at that stadium. Now called Seat Geek, you were there there. It's probably Toyota Park. They went back to downtown Chicago over at Soldier Field, and who knows? Maybe uh, they'll find another uh, piece of land to build their own stadium in downtown Chicago. We'll see what happens. If you only spent uh, th- two to three seasons with the fire, was it because um, – finances that they let you go uh, or did oh, something no, no, happen no,
3: no. that uh <laughs> Yeah, no. I uh, I I was never let like they go. Cut you, uh, you know, what I mean?
1: like 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 they cut you.
3: No, no, no. That wasn't the case uh at all. I uh my third year I was in preseason and uh um I, you know, I was going through a, a lot uh uh personally at the time, but Uh, I they found essentially found a heart problem and so I was sent to uh, uh, Malibu for about three months uh, at Cedar sinai in LA and so I was there for about three months uh, uh, trying to figure out what is uh, what was kind of causing all the you know the chaos going on in my heart and um, you know I could barely it, it was it's a long story but uh, they they ended up finding what what uh what it was and they sent me to Johns Hopkins and uh, uh had a procedure there and so that was the only reason I quit and my third year is actually going to be my 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 year to you know to finally start uh shining and uh and it felt like everything was taken away just because uh, you know my heart but you know at the same time uh I'm <laughs> I'm uh, I'm alive so I'm incredibly grateful that they did find uh everything and so, yeah, I I was cleared to to start running again about six months ago, and I moved to Georgia. Uh, I have a two-year-old son, and uh, my son's mom, she works for Google here. And so uh, we moved here uh, before the pandemic, and once I got cleared to run, I started uh, trying to get back uh, involved in soccer, um, you know, because uh, once the heart surgery happened, I, you know, saw, you know, my everything was done for me and there's no playing anymore or anything. And so I went back, I left college early, uh, one that I was drafted. So I went back to UVA to finish my degree and, uh, I was the assistant coach there and, uh, we won the national championship, which was, uh, which was really cool. But, uh, uh, yeah, from there, uh, I kind of, I, instead of continuing down the coaching path, I, I wanted to, uh, it was just a—it was just a lot to take in uh, at the time, and so I tried to get away from soccer. And so uh, it, I'll tell you, uh, I got a few master's degrees and everything, but it, there was always something missing. And uh, when I got cleared, it, the first thing I did was uh, call a call a coach here to see if I could uh, coach uh, coach for a team just to be back on the field. So let me just say this:
1: you know that because your wife works for Google, you gotta be careful where you go, because Google knows where you go
3: every oh, single yeah. time. She's, a, she's, not not walk, life. she's not my wife. Uh, she's, uh, she's not my wife. She's my But you're exactly right. You, uh, you're exactly right. They uh, they know everything. It's uh, it's incredible. Uh, yeah. So that's definitely the that you know definitely the most powerful company in the world. Pretty uh pretty good company to work for too. So, uh she uh, uh she earned it, but uh like you said, uh Google's got uh Google's got a lot of power. That's right. You got to be careful.
1: You got to make sure if you make the left, they'll probably tell her. He should have made the right. Why is he making the left? He should have made a right. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> but um uh, if I can, yeah, you are contacting Georgia storm and, uh, you thought you're going to be an assistant coach. And the next thing you know, the, like you said, you were clear to, uh, start training. Now the coach said, you want to give it, give it a shot or something Did he did the head coach tell you that, Oh, listen, uh, if you're clear to
3: run, why not try out? Yeah. Well, Steven, uh, the general manager, uh, he, he got my number and, uh, I think cause I was coaching ODP. So he got my number and just texted me. And I uh, just asked, uh, you know, what my interest was. And it was just like a, you know, a serendip- uh, serendipitous moment where you're just like, wow, everything's kind of coming together. Like, absolutely. So, you know, I went out and uh, he was training some uh, guys getting ready for the combine. And so I went out and trained with them. And it was just, it was really good to just touch a ball. But, you know, my lungs aren't there, you know. I, that's going to be the, mm-hmm, the mm-hmm. process is is uh is getting the lungs back the next two three months and uh and you know that's I, you should always be able to pass the Cooper if you're a professional soccer player and uh, I'm I'm not there right now but soon soon hopefully and uh, but yeah like I said uh, Stephen contacted me and then uh, they had tryouts and I went out and uh, and it was so much fun just to feedback on the field and god it was like because I've been coaching the last six months I've been touching the ball I play with the kids or the you know the youngsters all day so I'm touching the ball so my feet are there it's just getting the lungs back so when I was on the field it it was just god I just can't describe it it was actually I can't it was indescribable Uh, that's the word
1: Uh, what was that movie? The Longest Yard, I think it was the original with Burt Reynolds. Um, that was yeah. redone by Adam Sandler. Well, you know, it's just like making love. Once you get, once you've done it, you
3: can't go back. <laughs> exactly, exactly, exactly. Once you have that taste, man, it's uh, it's always gonna be there. It's always gonna be there. So yeah, I definitely think, fuck us, my love, but. Uh, and you know, you know, the five year, or actually it was like six and a half. The last six and a half years, or I uh, couldn't run. Um, it w- it was really great because I, I really got into uh, analytics, and I think that you know, soccer is you know the biggest sport in the world, most popular sport in the world, but still to this day is the least inefficient sport in the world at at actually applying analytics. in a a way that would uh, truly make a difference. So um, it was fun. It was really fun being an assistant coach at UVA to win the national championship, Uh, but the last, you know, I'd say the last five years have just been magical for me to uh, uh, understand analytics in different sports and uh, how you can apply that to soccer. So definitely uh, coaching uh, one day. uh, I'm really excited to uh, apply some of these things.
1: The day this situation happened with your heart—I mean, you said it's been six years. When the the year you got this issue, and now that you are starting to come back, how old are you now? Um,
3: from uh, the time, 31.
1: how old were yeah. you when? Get, uh, you're, you're how old are you, again? I'm
4: sir?
3: I'm 31, so uh, you know it's funny I have a baby what? case, so I still get. It. Yeah, I get I get ID'd for uh, I get ID'd for everything. So, yeah, so I'm I'm an old man right now, but, uh, uh, <laughs> you know, the way I like to look at it, it's, uh, it's not the age, it's the mileage. That's right. That's right. You're still a spring chicken. What's going on here?
1: You can't be 31. Oh, yeah. That's impossible. <laughs>
3: yeah, exactly. So there's a, a lot of guys in the tank. So uh, it was uh, it was good. And, you know, the good thing, too, is, you know, my growing up, you know, I I swear I felt like I played soccer more than anybody. So, uh, you know, I feel like your relationship with the ball is everything. And if you have uh, if you truly understand, have that good relationship and you have the feet and the skill and the vision, uh, you know, I I think it can it can come back. But uh, like I said, fitness wise, I'm not there. Uh, So definitely uh, need to keep pushing that.
1: Let me ask you this, though. When you are more, you know, watching than playing, I know you're trying to get back into the swing of things, and that's great, and, and I'm happy for you. But when you're watching some of these national team games, I know you, didn't, you couldn't watch much last year. We only had, like, two, and now you have this third one. But when you're seeing players like Giovanni Reyna, who's over in Borussia Dortmund, uh, Josh Sargent with uh, Mochenglad – no, Werder Bremen, excuse me, Werder Bremen, um, and yeah, then you very- see Christian Pulisic in uh, Chelsea. Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you see the level of our players really starting to dominate European soccer and the way the national team is now built, you know, going past, I know you still need a couple of veterans here and there, but still though, when you're seeing these players technically better than maybe five, ten years ago, not not saying you're not, oh, I mean, but oh. –
3: <laughs> no, 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 no. But, but but say, no you know, that's the that's the evolution of the game, and you know, it, it, it's uh, you can look at the United States. We have the best athletes, you know, in the world. We United States has LeBron James, you know. We have Michael Jordan. We have the athletes, but we haven't had the training and the coaching and the environment. And over there, it's a lifestyle where it's every day. And so now you're finally getting it with uh, uh you're you're finally starting to see that uh, now and. Uh, you know, the more coaches put emphasis on, on skill and the ball, you know, the athletes can, they can shine. Look at, you know, look at Pulisic, you know, that guy. And it's funny. uh, I, I went to UVA. So Claudio Reina, um, uh, he came in practice with us a few times and his, gosh, when I was there, his kid was so young, but it's just amazing because you watch Claudio, you know, the best part about Claudio's game was his mind. He was just a brilliant player, technically, completely sound player technically, but it was his mind, which was just he knew how to connect the game and get everybody involved. And uh, and you watch his son, you can just see it's like he passed it down, but uh, he added a little more. And so, you know, the game evolves and, you know, you know, players get better and that's how it's supposed to be. So I'm excited, uh, really excited to see how the United States progresses, especially the next, uh, you know, 10, 15 years. Exactly. Um, Let me go back to you though. Um,
1: You know, we've seen um, in some sports and even in the movies, we've seen head coaches also, or managers in different sports also still playing. You know, Pete Rose was still playing while managing the Cincinnati Reds in late later in his career, before he officially called his career uh he, he called it quits on his career. We've seen maybe uh Reggie Dunlop in Slap Shot, head coach and uh, player in Slap <laughs> so uh, Shot. Well,
3: that was a classic that like I can't believe out, I called Slapshot That was a good one. <laughs>
1: I'm only 47 What do you want from me I'm sorry Uh, (laughs) Would you be doing that For Georgia Storm Like you're going to be Like an assistant coach While on the pitch For these players I mean not that the manager Cannot or the head coach Can't do it But in some ways You're going to be Like an extension of him Yet he can't be on the pitch You can
3: uh, yeah, I mean, more than anything, uh, uh, I think, you know, uh, I think players more than anything, I, you have to, you have to respect the coach and the authority. And, uh, this is, you know, I'm, I'm their employee. So, uh, I'm there to, uh, you know, come to work every day and be as professional as possible. And, uh, if I can offer leadership and if I can uh you know offer suggestions the good thing about you know the general manager stephen uh stephen is uh he's very he he's a good person but he's very easy to talk to and so if you have any suggestions you can i can text him right away and uh and he will just give me honest feedback but yeah i think more than anything uh whoever is uh whoever's in charge uh you know it's their show and i'll uh, uh i'll make sure that uh whoever's playing. Uh, is definitely going to be, I I just think uh, if you're going to be, you know, if you look at the most successful coaches, in my opinion, it's when uh, there's a, you know, a clear vision, but every player understands their role, you know, tactically. Uh, You can't just go out there and just play soccer. I mean, it's not wreck. Happy you're doing well. I'm very happy that the procedure went well for you. Exactly.
1: You know, stay strong and vigilant during this pandemic and um, good luck this year in your comeback into American soccer with Georgia Storm, okay?
3: Hey, I appreciate it. You have a wonderful day, and uh, you actually made my night. I think I'm gonna go turn on Slapshot. <laughs> <laughs> yep,
1: yep. Go ahead. It's it's a it, it's an oldie but a goodie. Great hockey film. Have a good night, oh, and absolutely. thank you once again. Awesome.
3: You too. I appreciate it. Have a good night.
1: Thank you. I appreciate it as well. Have a good night, Hunter Jumper of uh, Georgia Storm, the former. MLS player, Chicago Fire player, moving forward. Well, you saved the best for last at this point. He didn't want to go first, so he'll go last. Uh, The gentleman, of course, Dr. Sean Jones, the uh, founder and owner of the Arkansas Wolves uh, expansion team for this year. Dr. Jones, good evening, and how are you, sir?
0: Hey, good evening, man. I'm doing great. How are you?
1: Very good, very good. Everything's going well so far. So, um, hope everything is well with you. Um, hopefully it wasn't a bit, uh, bit of an emergency that badly, but we're glad that you're able to come on and uh, talk about your club. As a, uh, an owner, and of course founding this club, uh,
0: what drew you into the sport and why the MTSL? yeah man um actually you know I grew up in South Africa um soccer has always been a big passion of mine and um it's always been sort of inbred in me to be a part of a big club and uh, be a part of soccer and help it grow so uh, as as we moved to the USA uh, as an eighteen year old you know um I got involved in a little town called Whitehall <laughs> and uh mm-hmm. helped them develop a soccer program there and um it's just uh, been a passion of mine to to start soccer and have a program somewhere that kind of has this promotion system, wherein the the players are given opportunity to play on the big stage and um, fight each other for position, and uh, just wanted to create that that culture, that that atmosphere here in Arkansas. Uh, the MPSL, man, I mean that it, it's a great league. You know, um, it's got quality players. Um, it's it's organized perfectly. I, I we have a team in the UPSL as well, uh, but. You know, uh, I think this is a natural progression for us.
1: No, absolutely. I mean, it's a great starting point to be in the n p s l and it should be a lot of fun, of course, let's not forget uh all these leagues or shall I say all these uh uh regions and the conferences they are involved with all these clubs are competitive they're going to give you a game and uh you got to be ready for it um is it ju- is it just you uh in the front in the ownership group or do you have a couple of partners with you
0: uh at the moment man it's just me I, i'm surrounded by a, a great group of of people um on the on the staff a bunch of them volunteers um just one of them really is paid and um, you know they've been in, invested in soccer for a long time as well, in the local clubs as well as the college level, some of the national level, um, and they all have, share the same passion. So you know it's not it's not just me running the show. I mean yes, I'm, I'm the founder owner, but um, you know we have a clinical director named Ryan Spears, uh, we have our head coach and academy director named Rick Friday, our performance director and head women's coach uh, Stephen Lester, um, we have a recruiting director um, Ismail. And a goalkeeper coach, um, and um, just you know, Zach Moore, I think is his last name, and just a couple other guys here and there interning. So I mean, it's a it's, it's a team effort for sure.
1: No, it really is. Um, and where in Arkansas are you located in right now for this club?
0: Oh man, yeah, the 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 club's based in Little Rock, Arkansas. Our home field, Scott Field, is mm. uh, in the heart of Little Rock, mm-hmm. and our players are just from all over Arkansas, Batesville. Texas, Conway, Searcy. So we got players traveling in about an hour and a half to two hours' drive once or twice a week for training.
1: No, that's fantastic to have uh, all these players from Arkansas, especially in the, uh, in the town as well as the neighboring town of Little Rock, obviously Little Rock, um, big, big-name town for uh, everything and anything you need for professional athletes or at least uh, – Athletes of any kind ready to come over and to uh, get a game going. You being from South Africa, what was it like for you to see the World Cup come to your nation uh, back in 2010 and all the celebrations when you won um, the bidding to host that World Cup and the party that must have been all night long?
0: Man, it was beautiful. You know, um, and it kind of broke my heart a little bit because I had I had just moved to the to USA at the time too. So, and uh, I didn't get to go back home for the cup. Would have been a perfect time to do that. Um, but it 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 was a great accomplishment, man. Um, I had a whole bunch of family there that talked to me about it. Um, they said that the streets and the city and everything hadn't looked so pretty than what it did for the World Cup. Um, you know, the grass was green everywhere. Flowers down the, you know, in, in, down the in between the roads. If you know what I mean, um, everything was just spectacular, like pristine. Uh, trash picked up, um, security, everything was 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 nice. Um, of course, it's not like that now. Uh, but for the World Cup, that was a time for everybody to remember. It was momentous time. But uh, yeah, like I said, unfortunately, I I missed it.
1: Well, you're able to watch it on television, I would think. I mean,
0: you know, it's, oh, man, you, I listen, mean, there was at course, least man. something. I, <laughs> I watch every game, It's about. It was beautiful. It was, I was proud of my yep. country, especially how we opened up the World Cup with that goal. Forget his name, but that was a stunner.
1: Oh, I remember. I remember that goal. That was awesome. And I really thought you were going to... Upset that opening match. I thought, I said to myself, "Here it comes. They're going to start running." And then, of course, we all know what happened. Three and out. But it's okay. Yeah. You know, you hosted a great tournament. It was an exciting tournament. Um, you know, I don't know if you're aware of this or not, but there's a former South African footballer who was on the national team, Bradley Carnell. He's the assistant coach for the New York Red Bulls in Major League Soccer. So, you know. If you wanna give the Red Bulls a call up here in uh, in Harrison, New Jersey, go ahead and uh, try and have a conversation or something. Uh he did a great job coming into uh uh being the uh the interim uh head coach for the club when they uh when they fired their man. So um, you know, love his hard work might and his just, passion to take him up uh Bradley on me. Carnell. Yeah, hey listen, you know it, you know, you call up Gary and uh, maybe he'll set it up for you. You never know. Um So, you know, uh, (laughs) so anyway, um, you know, when you talk to people in Arkansas, or in Little Rock, I should say, um, when you ask questions, or if you ever have an opportunity to talk or to chat with the locals, when you do you, you know, when you when you talk about the game, you know, was it only about, you know, college football, you know, college basketball, or did you find a healthy dose of footballing lovers that want to see your team come to fruition?
0: Kind of a mixed match, to be honest. Uh, when, I, when I first moved here uh, to Arkansas, um, I moved to Whitehall, and there wasn't much soccer there. Now they have a club that's flourishing. It's, it's great. Um, when I moved up to Little Rock um, with my family, I, you know, I got married had kids and stuff. There are some great clubs here already established. You know, Arkansas United. Now they're Arkansas Rising, a big, big club. Um, they they they're, they're a big supporter of us. Um, of course, the Little Rock Rangers already here made a made a great impact here for for soccer in the state. And um, you know, at the moment, it's just kind of like trying to win over some fans, win over some some support with people. Um, we've been around two years now, so it's It's not like we're brand new, but we're also fairly new, considering the Rangers have been here for five or six years now. might even be seven, I know lost count. Um, but there's there's been big support for them. Um, the Arkansas United and Rising have several thousand kids play with them. Um, so you know um this, we've been We've been treated pretty well, I think we've been received very well, and I think it's a big part of why we've been able to be successful at this point. You know, all the tryouts that we ever host, we always have around 100 or more um, guys or girls come out and try out. So I feel like that's healthy. Um, there's several big men's leagues here, uh, MexArc and then also the Burns Park League, um, several teams with several hundred players there. So there's a lot of love for soccer in Arkansas, man. And um, I think it's a, it's, a, it's a home ground. It's a good place for, for, uh, for what we're doing, um, which is why I wanted to do it here. And,
1: of course, you're going to be in the Heartland Conference. You're going to be taking on some
0: really, really tough
1: competition. Uh, Dallas City FC, the demise of the MPSL, the Ozark FC, and, of course, uh, from Oklahoma, not a far drive for you guys, Tulsa Athletic. And, uh, like I've said, every single club's competitive. I mean, I know it's only a couple of clubs, but it just feels like you're going to have yourself a heck of an opportunity and a heck of a time with these clubs.
0: Yeah, we're looking forward to it, man. I've, I've got a good relationship with Sonny over there at Tulsa and, you know, we've, we've faced them a few times in the UPSL, um, with their UPSL squad and ours and, um, you know, fairly close games there, you know, um, they're, they're a great, a great group. And, um, I know, um, that there was some of the youngsters, but, you know, I had some of their, their, um, senior players on that team. Um, and, uh, same thing with Dallas City. I mean, we've we played them twice, beat them twice. Um, we have played with the um, mines as well. They beat us, and then we beat them. Both both close games, tight games. Um, and so I know, you know, we're looking forward to strengthening our squad here with the tryouts and um, some college players coming in, as well as we know they are too. So, you know, we're we're looking forward to it. We think they're going to be tight matchups and certainly a whole lot of fun for all the supporters.
1: No, absolutely, and I cannot wait to see what's going to happen for you guys uh, this upcoming season. It should be exciting. Um, You know, the big tournament that every NPSL club wants to get to, and it's not just every NPSL club, every single club in the amateur level, excuse me, is the U.S. Open Cup. And um, obviously, there's nothing you can do about it this year, but for next year, obviously, uh, that's a huge moment, 2022 are you? Is that one of the goals for the club to put Little Rock and the Wolves on
0: the map for Open Cup play? Oh, 100%, 100%. You know, we, we tried to um, obtain that this this spring here for um, the Wolves, but you know, with COVID and um, all the players not getting to play, or the team should I say not getting to play this past U.S. Open Cup, um, and them kind of um, grandf- grandfathered in to move it to the next one there wasn't any opportunities for any new ones coming in, you know, through the amateur rounds. And so that kind of knocked us out there. Um, But, you know, we're, we're full steam ahead, you know, to to do the best that we can in the Heartland conference and earn our spot in the U S open cup for sure. We definitely want to bring that, bring that here for Arkansas and do well in that first couple of games.
1: No, absolutely. And I can't wait for that to happen. Um, Oh yeah. I've always asked this question, I always like to ask this question for new clubs coming in. I mean, uh, if you've noticed, um, Austin, Texas, Austin FC is done – building their brand-new ground. We know FC Cincinnati and MLS is already finished, about to be finished with their new ground. Columbus is about to uh, finish up very soon. They just put in seats in their brand-new crew stadium in downtown Columbus. Is that something – I'm not saying it's going to be tomorrow, next week, next month, or next year, but somewhere down the road, if it does happen, will you be looking to build your own ground Somewhere in Little Rock or in the surrounding vicinity.
0: Yes, man. You know, I think I think that's the dream for all of Arkansas here is to to bring um, you know Arkansas soccer to the big stage. You know, one way or another, whether it's you know um, through us or someone else. I mean, that's that's definitely the goal. And um, you know, I've been talking with some some individuals, um, some investors, and things uh, that. Have the same mindset with me so that we can make those things possible you know as we move up it's going to take a lot of a lot of time a lot of money um a lot of planning and i'm certainly all for that you know when i do anything anybody that knows me when i do something i go in and i go big and i don't play around so i mean that's i don't limit the goals for sure um that's that's the dream you know i know it's, it's all early stages it might sound kind of kind of cuckoo but absolutely you know that's that's something we're going to work towards for sure
1: Absolutely, and I cannot wait to hear the news that the Arkansas Wolves are going to build their brand-new ground, their brand-new stadium. Dr. Jones, thank you very much for your time. I truly appreciate it. Good luck in 2021. Good luck this season, and you have a safe evening. Be careful and be safe, all right?
0: Yes, yeah, thank you. Thank you so much for having
1: me. Thank you. And uh, once again, everybody, I want to thank my guests tonight, Dan Hoffay.
2: um,
1: Kingston Stockade, Dr. Sean Jones, Arkansas Wolves, Derek Davis, uh, GM of Metro Louisville FC, and Hunter Jumper, assistant coach and comeback player, Georgia Storm, this has been the NPSL Soccer Show on the Feuerstein's Fire American Soccer Show. Have a good night, take care, so long, and bye-bye for now.